Recorded live. Good morning and welcome to Simply Pray. Forgive us, we technical difficulties this morning. The call must have dropped at least four times, but we welcome you on the prayer call this morning. We are not living, um, living it up this morning. We are back on our prayer line. We are always on the prayer line. Um, last week you may have joined us live on Facebook, and we will continue to do that. Um, and that was our first week of just launching that, just to see how things would go. Um, and we'll be back on there next week. So this is Prophetess Rhonda Hammond. I want to say good morning and welcome. And uh, this is the day that the Lord has made. So we are going to dive in and uh, praise God this morning and talk to him. As I always say, this is my first stop of uh, meeting with him and talking to him on his prayer line. So I eagerly get up and say good morning, God, and uh, just want to reflect and talk to him about some things um, and give you some encouragement. We are pretty uh, on fire from last week. Many of you know uh, we were in Ohio last week and just um, had an opportunity to just bask and learn and get fed and encouraged and uh, so many words and adjectives I can come back with, uh, just a pilgrimage of just going there and just um, learning and um, going forth in God. And so since we've been back, we've just been putting our hand to the plow yet again, never dropped it, but sometimes um, you get a different perspective. And so all you need is one thing to just stir you up in the spirit. And that's why we should always be hearers of the word. And when I say that good word, and discerning and knowing what word um, that God has for you in the season that he has for you, and uh, it will revolutionize your walk with God. And so we are so grateful for that, grateful for the time, grateful for the restoration and being restored and replenished and all those great things and have an opportunity to go away. So I want to talk to you today about um, a topic that I usually um don't discuss, but I think it's needed. And when I was coming back from Ohio, um, I thought this word was for something else. And then the Lord reminded me last night, you were already ready for this something else. And so um, give it to them on the prayer call this morning. I want to talk about the Samaritan woman. I want to give you a couple of things about the Samaritan woman. And then I want to read you some uh, scriptures about the Samaritan woman. And then I want to just give you some things that I pulled out that I think will encourage you. The Samaritan woman lived in Samaria, Samaria, the region between Judea and Galilee. The Samaritans were considered unclean by the Jews, and she came to Jacob's well in Sychar to draw water, and that's in John 4, 5, and 7 through 7. And then Jesus, who was resting there, asked her to give him a drink. And she was surprised he would speak to her since he was a Jewish man, and she was a Samaritan woman. And I want to stop there because I'm going to read you some scriptures, and it's going to take a little bit, and hopefully I can get through it um, in the time allotted, but um, it is so needed. I'm going to start at John 4, and we're going to go down through the 7th verse, and then I'm going to read over to the 26th verse. And it's a bit lengthy today, but it's some things that I want to pull out um, about the Samaritan woman that God gave me. Um, in reference to where we are today. Amen? So seven, a woman of Samaria came to draw water. Give me a drink, Jesus said to her. 
or his disciples had gone into town to buy food. How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me? A Samaritan woman, she asked him, for Jews do not associate with Samaritans. And Jesus answered, if you knew the gift of God and who is saying to you, give me a drink, you would ask him, and he would give you living water. Sir, said the woman, you don't even have a bucket, and the well is deep. So where do you get this living water? You aren't greater than our father Jacob, are you? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and livestock. Jesus said, everyone who drinks from this living water will get thirsty again. But whoever drinks from the water that I will give him will never get thirsty again, ever. In fact, the water I will give him will become a well of water bringing up within him for eternal life. And so the woman said to him, Okay. Sir, if you, if the woman said to him, give him this water so I won't get thirsty, come here to draw water. And in 16 it says, go, call your husband. This is where it gets good. He told her, and come back here. I don't have a husband, she answered. You have correctly said, I don't have a husband. Jesus said, for you've had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. Sir, the woman replied, I see that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, and yet you, Jews, say that this is the place to worship is in Jerusalem. And Jesus told her, believe me, woman, an hour is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. Amen. For We worship what we do not know because salvation is from the Jews. But an, but an hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Yes, the Father wants such to worship him. And God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. And the woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, who is called the Christ. And when he comes, he will explain everything to us. And in 26, and this is where he ends, and he says, I am he. And Jesus told her, the one speaking to you. Amen. So this is, uh, that was pretty lengthy today, but there's some things that I wanted to pull out. And I was thinking about, um, some things coming back from Ohio, and as I said, I was preparing for something else, and then I said, okay, and it just happened that we'll talk talk about it today. But the Samaritan woman is very um, interesting to me, and um, in preparing for this, I watched video after video and just read and watched the video, and it's interesting because um, you get to a place where you are asking God some questions, thirsty Thirsty is the word, and as we were out in Ohio, I was thinking about this longing that I had. If I can be very transparent, this longing that I have in going through four years, almost five years of being on the weight loss journey, and this year kind of slowing up as much, not working out as much, um, and just finding my rhythm, my cadence in, in the story, and saying there's some things that I need to do and get back, but there's just there's still this desire. There's still this longing for 
um, something. There's still a void. There's still a place that's empty where I'm saying, God, there's still something there that needs help, that needs healing, and I need to give that to you. And here the Lord gave me the Samaritan woman because here if you watch the the videos of this story, you read it, but to give you a visual, I'm a very visual learner. If you see this story, the Samaritan woman takes her pot and she takes these these different carrying things to be able to go down and draw the water. And she takes the pot, and I believe that we all are the Samaritan woman, that one day you're going to get up, and one day, just like the Samaritan woman, I, that you need some water, something to drink, and you have to go for a walk. And I, I call this prayer call today um, that we're longing for him and that he's right there. And I believe that the Samaritan woman was going and looking for something, looking for God, looking to get in his presence because the living water is the presence of God. And so when you see her and she's going down and she has her jar of water and she has these, like, leather pouches that hold the water and she's able to drop them down in the water, she goes to the water and she drops them down. Now, here Jesus is sitting right there. It's almost as if she didn't know, notice him. And what I love about this, because when I think about this prayer call, it brought me back to this prayer call. And through this journey of this prayer call, there's this uh, realization of how important it is to get in the presence of God and to talk to him and to get to know him. Because if you didn't even know him, you'll see that he was right there. The last scripture says um, in, in 25, the woman said to him, I know the Messiah is coming, who is called the Christ. And when he comes, he will explain everything to us. Here it is. In 26, he says, he says, I am he, Jesus told her, the one speaking to you. Do we ever want to get into a place where we don't even know that Christ is sitting right there, that God is sitting right there talking to us, and so that we should continue to get into a relationship with him? But I believe the Samaritan woman was speaking, and she's unction to get up and I need to go and get some water because I am thirsty. And I thought about this thirst that we all have inside of us, this breaking inside of us, this yearning that we have inside of us and whatever it is. And I want to give you what God gave me about those five husbands because she goes down and she's talking to him and the Lord says, uh, everyone who drinks from the water will uh, get thirsty. Women, it says, everyone who drinks from this water will get thirsty again, but whoever drinks from the water I will give him will never get thirsty again, ever. And he says, go get your husband. And she says, um, and he says, and I told told, and I told her to come back. And she says, I don't have a husband, because he already knew this. And he says, correctly, I don't have a husband. Jesus said, for you've had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. And so I thought about those five husbands, and I thought about rejection, and I thought about how many of us have had husbands, and they may have not been husbands. They may have been um, something that we have um, dealt with or got in a relationship with that we're still yearning. She had, it says that she had five husbands, and even the man that you are with now is still not your husband. And so what happens when you're in relationship after relationship? And I, I want to um, correspond that with not just relationships or husbands. You may be in that place where you're going after relationship after relationship, still saying, God, I need um, I'm looking for you, and I'm going through relationship, and it's still not fulfilling. But when I was out walking this week, I was thinking, 
what if those men are not even men? Some of us have not been in marriage after marriage or relationship after relationship. What if we've been in business, a business opportunity and business opportunity and that didn't work? And what if we've been in, um, you know, church after church and that didn't work? These five things, this is you've been with five husbands and now the one you're with is still not your husband. And so sometimes we're in things because we're longing because he says that once you get the living water, that you would never thirst again. It says, ever. In fact, the water that I will give him will come from a well of water springing up within him from eternal life. And I think about this because um, as we were in Ohio, and I don't know if I mentioned it on um, Saturday morning, but one of the things, and I thought about this scripture right here because it says, you will never thirst again. And I I think I mentioned that I had met these two ladies, and um, they did, like, a a teaching, a seminar, and I had an opportunity to meet them on Friday when they said, if you have any questions for the um, facilitators, that you can go ask questions. And the Lord opened up an opportunity that I thought it would be many people asking these questions of these women, and it wasn't. It was just me, and I had an opportunity to sit in that room for at least 20 minutes to a half an hour and ask question after question, how did you get here? What is, um, how did you get this? this um, whole topic, all these questions I asked, I told them, I said, I, I, I felt like popcorn because there's so many things that I wanted to know about this um, thing that they presented. But what I want to tell you is that what they do present and teach is about the Word of God and the memorization of the Word of God. But it was something that I saw on these two ladies, something that I, I will never forget and um, so desire that they're persona was different because they had the word of God down inside of them, that they have um, availability, a well of living water, that they have the word of God because the Lord is the word of God and it's inside of them. And so just even talking to them, it was just completely different. And so what happens when the Lord is saying that you will never thirst again because I am the living water. And so we can go after the opportunity and let's just say that those things are teaching moments and we'll learn from them. But we get to a place where we are so, um, I had enough, I want something different, and I want to know God in such a different way. I don't know about you, but this is where I am, where I'm like, okay, I have to get into my word. I have to pray. I have to talk to God. I want to be in a relationship with him. Because here he was sitting right there. And mind you, she's a Samaritan woman, and he's a Jew, but she went out there thirsty. She went out there from the videos, in the middle of the day, thirsting, and here she had a whole conversation. And she says, how, how can I give you water? You don't even have anything to get the water out. And, and Jesus is like, I am the living water. And I am, um, and if you drink of me, you'll never be thirsty again. And so I wanted you to think about that today, that I don't know who those husbands are. When I thought about that, I thought about rejection and how many times have we been rejected. There was five husbands, and the man that you even have, um, home now, that's not even your husband. And if you look at one commentary and, and one um, message, it says that that man d- didn't want to get married, that there's a whole um, issue with the man that she was with and that she was out there longing. And then in the, the 24th, um, the 23rd to 20, well, until we ended, the 26th, it says, but an hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Yes, the Father wants such people to worship him, and God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. And I wanted to even sit on that for a while because we're in 
the Bible study, and this is our last week, week seven of Steadfast Love. But one of the reasons, one of the reasons I wanted it, uh, to do that Bible study was because it was steadfast love so that we can learn about God's love for us, his unfailing steadfast love, but also because of worship. And in the very beginning, it says it is a call to worship, to know and to get into um, worship with God. And I had said many videos ago um, that I wanted to get into a place to understand different worship because I believe that God has called me to go to different places. And so um, worship looks different in our home, in our community. And so I'm, you know, the, the, the vi- um, devouring worship, worship, let me get this right, and, and saying, God, show me what worship looks like to different people so that I know what worship looks like. Worship is love. And, and you hear how it says, um, let me get that first. Uh, we'll go back to that verse, but it says, uh, I won't stay on that that long if I can find it. Um, but that we wanted to know about worship. And so here you see it says in 20, uh, an hour is coming and is now here. And I believe that it, we are right here, right now. Me and my daughter was talking last night about worshiping and not and not creating idols. And this is, but an hour is coming and is now here when the true worshiper, worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And when we look at this, we say, God, help us to worship you in spirit and in truth, that we want to get in front of God and know what's the truth and worship him in our whole spirit. Because there is a time coming, and, and uh, we've heard it ever since that we were younger, that we were in the last days and we are truly in the last days. So we need to worship God so that we find out what God is saying, that we know that what God is um, doing in our countries, in our communities, and so that we are always praying that we can pray for the people that are around us. But I wanted to give you the Samaritan woman today just to pull out some things, to pull out that you may be longing for something from God. You may be in a place where you're just like, this is not enough. We talk about this often in uh, people that have addictive personalities. And one of the things that I think about is that addiction is um, very much a whole, a void that God has created in each and every person that um, God wants to fill that place up. It's a God void that he wants to fill that place up. And when I think about this, I think about this Samaritan woman and how she went out there just to thirst and how um, she had no idea that this would be the experience and that she would go out there, and here Jesus is right here, and she gives him the cup of water, and he drinks. He just says, give me, a, give me a drink. He just says, give me a drink, and she says, I am a Samaritan, and you are a Jew, that we're not even supposed to be out here talking, and God has no form of fashion. He's like, listen, I want to make sure that you are saved, and I want to have a relationship with you. I'm not worried about where you come from. I'm not worried about the stuff that's going on. I'm, a, I'm letting you know that I am a prophet and that I know that you've had this hard time. I know that you've slept with this amount of people. I know that you have five marriages. I know that there's someone at home right now that's not your husband, but what I want you to know is that I don't care about any of these, these things. What we love about this story is that there's no judgment. It doesn't say that where you come from or you keep doing this or you keep doing that. He opens up this invitation that if you need water, but whoever drinks from this water that I will give him will never thirst again. And he says ever. In fact, the water that I will give him 
will become a well of water springing up from within him for eternal life. And that was what I wanted to give you the example of the women that I met, that putting the word down inside of them, that they they were like um, bubbled up streams of water talking about God. And you just saw God all in them and the scriptures in them and how they just were excited. And I believe that that's that living water that God wants to get on the inside of us. And so today I just wanted to give you the Samaritan woman. What I love is that it says that the Samaritan woman went back and told people, and this was the experience that we should all have, that even if, if you can take this away, that we've had experiences. I don't know what those five husbands, I think to myself when I think about it, those five husbands can been, could have been many experiences. It doesn't have to be husbands. When you think about those places of rejection, because if you have five husbands, there are some things that happen in those relationships where it just didn't work out. It didn't work out. And so we have those things where we failed at many things, whether it's relationships or marriages or um, jobs or um, things that we put our hands to, and it didn't work out. But that God is faithful, and he says, when you focus on me, that I will give you living water and that I would give you the things that you need so that you can go forth. And what I love about the Samaritan woman is she has this whole experience at the well. She didn't experience, I, I believe that she was going out there for water, and she was going out there for water, and here she meets the one and true Christ and has this experience, and she leaves the pot there, and she goes and tells the people. And today I want to give this to you, that we would walk away and that we would leave that pot, whatever that pot is, and leave it and let God fill us up. If you leave, she left the pot there and never got the water. She just left the pot, and, and I believe, like, I can see myself and her. And so excited I've just left my pot of water there because now I'm so filled up that he's put the living water inside of me. And she went to go tell other people, and that is us right now in our community. And when I walked away this week, it was like, God, there's so many things that you desire to do inside of us and that we're not going and doing. And she, the Samaritan woman, is an illustration of that, that she just went and left and went and told the people that I met Jesus at the water and hear that I am a Samaritan. He didn't care, and he's um, Jewish, and he talked to me, and he told me about this living water. And this is how I feel right now, that I, that my life has been changed. And he knew about my five husbands, and he knew that I had somebody else at home, and he didn't care about those things, and that he still took time. That's what we need to do. He still took time to, to talk to me and to have conversation with me. And that is what God wants to do with us every day, that he still takes time to want to have conversation with you, to be the living water so that we would never thirst again. So I wanted to give you this today just to think about that Samaritan woman. You can go back and read it for yourself, that we stay in consistent worship with God, that we communicate with him, that we talk to him, that we pray that we talk and we pray and we get in front of him and we divide our Bible and we soap and we get our scriptures and we read because the time is coming. And I said it last week where we have numerous amount of Bibles and you go to other countries and they don't have one that we need to get the word of God in us because we're going to need that word and we're going to be able to we're going to need to be able to hold on to that word for when perilous times come that it'll be ready and available for us that we don't we should we should be in such preparation that the word is inside of us and that it is just bubbling over and if I can share this with you I never um I I understand it now but in 1992 
I believe, 92 and 93, prophetically, it was spoken to me to read the word of God from the beginning to the end. And I um, was obedient and did that. At that time, I, of course, when, you know, you're given that task, and I was in my 20s, I didn't quite understand the Bible, so I didn't read the uh, KGV. I went back and forth between the KGV, but I, I had an NIV Bible, and I read that word from the beginning to the end. And I said, God, okay, well, what is it that I, I wanted this thing to happen? I didn't know if this this next thing was going to happen. It was just the obedience of reading the word from the beginning to the end. And I always go back to that, God, why did you have me to do that? But I truly know today, as I sat there and uh, my daughter and I were just spending um, time last night and we were talking about that experience. And that experience opened up the door just in obedience to read the word. But then once you read the word, it's inside of you. And I read it and I wasn't fully understanding, but I was obedient to it. And I knew and I said, here's the thing. I knew book after book and I knew where to find the books. And now when you don't um, when you're not in practice, when you have all of these audio and, and visual devices and things like that, then you don't remember where all the books is. And I said, I'm working on getting back into knowing where all my books are because I lost it and I didn't want to lose that. And so it is so, just so important to just get in your word of God so that it is ready and available so that you know and you remember because God is going to bring back those scriptures back to remembrance. Just yesterday I was in the bed at 6 o'clock in the morning and all I kept hearing is that your word is the light upon my feet, the lamp upon my feet. Your word is the lamp upon my feet. I kept hearing it over and over again. And I was like, okay, God, not remembering. I knew it was a psalm. Not remembering the exact psalm, but the Lord brought that back to remembrance. It's already inside. It's already here that he brings it back for you when you need it. And so we want God to be our living word. We want to be, um, we never want to thirst again. We want to make sure that we stay in front of him and worship and that we worship him in spirit and truth. And just as the Samaritan woman was thirsty, that we leave our jars. We go and we're longing in such a broken place, and we go out there looking for something. I believe that she was like, I, I could see myself, and then I'm just going to go for a walk, and I'm going to go. I felt like she was like going to the store, I'm just going to go for a walk and I'm going to go get something to drink. And then she had this encounter with the true Christ and hear her life change. And that hopefully we all, even today, listen to that and have an encounter with God and that we would never thirst again and that we keep going after him and pursuing him and that we go tell others about it, that we go back and tell others and then others would be changed. It's like a it's like recruiting for Christ and that we say this is what he did for me and this is what he can do for you, and you go back and tell them and that God would change them, and you just watch it over and over again. And so that we have this experience as a Samaritan woman had. And so you can see uh, I was pretty excited <laughs> about this story, and I wanted to share it with you. And hopefully, without a doubt, that we get to a place that we continue to walk with God like it's never before. Um, on this prayer call that we simply pray, that we simply get in our word. And uh, my word this, right now, my my word this year was something else, but I keep using this word. I want to devour. I want to devour the word of God and get it inside of me in such a way that it is readily, readily available so that he will be the living God and, and I would never, um, he would be my living water and that I would never thirst again. And that that water would be available to me all the time that I want to 
stay in the presence of God and hear him and know that he's there. And so we thank you all for joining us for this prayer this morning and that we are going to go to the throne room. We so thank God this morning. Before we even got on this prayer call, we just talked to God. God, we want to get in your presence. And so we so thank him this morning that we're able to just worship him this morning in spirit and in truth. If I can just say in spirit, bring in your whole spirit, your whole mind, everything that you have, bring that in front of him today. And then in truth that we uh, we had this conversation, there's a scripture that talks about the traditions of men, and that we come before him and say, God, give us the truth about everything that's going on in our life because there's so many things that we have um, taken on. If I can digress for a second, there's so many things that we, we have taken on and um, we're not exactly sure that that's the right way or the truth. And if I can give you this, example of something that I thought about this. Uh, I can admit this, and I will admit this, that I have, um, you guys know I have three children. Uh, one of the books that I read when I got pregnant with them was What to Expect When You're Expecting. And that is because the doctor said, here's what is going on with your um, body, and here's the book, and you need to read through this so that you know everything. Well, of course, when you have one child, then when something else happens, you kind of reference it, but you know everything. We grow up in a time Amen. Thank you. We grow up in a time, in a time where we relied a lot on our parents. If you can hear this, and then we'll go into prayer. We we grew up during a time where we relied, and the Lord gave me this this um thought this week. We grew up during a time where we relied a lot on our parents and how we should raise our children and how. Um, this is when you give them cereal, this is when you do this and when you do this. And so I thank God today <laughs> in everything. And I and don't get me wrong, I love my parents and they taught me great, great things. And um, my children are wonderful kids and I've done a great job with them, but I could have done better. And one of the things that I said to my kids is that, this is what I said the other day, um, we are not a group of people that read books about how to raise and how to even raise our children. I don't really remember doing that. I went and I did the best that I could do, not developing, not child development, not any of those things. If there was a problem, I may have done that because I needed to do that. But I raised them with God and and what I had from my parents. I say that to say that why don't we take some time to read books, to learn how to raise kids and to learn these different things, personalities and things, because we take time and put money into FAFSA and uh, educational loans to put to sow into our careers to be the greatest people out there in our careers. But I don't hear that said about raising our children. And so when, when I thought about it, I said everything that we've learned, we've learned from our parents. And so that takes me back to, to, to the scripture, traditions of men, that there's a lot of traditions. And don't get me wrong, I love traditions, but there's a lot of things that we've taught our kids that maybe they could have learned some different things if we would have just took in, taken some time to read some books to raise them. And I say that today because it's the truth. What is the truth about the matter? And there's a lot of things that we have to um, tear down and let God reconstruct and, and build us back up into the truth of the matter and what he really has to say about the things in our lives. And so I just wanted to share that today that let's worship him in 
spirit and in truth. God, give me the truth of what you really have to say about my situation, that I only can worry about my curb and and my house. Anything else is going on outside of that, that I pray for my community, but God, let me focus on what is going on in in, um, our house and so that we worship him in spirit. That was a, a digression a little bit, but I just wanted to give you um, that today. And so, God, we just thank you today. We honor you today, Lord God. We just praise you today. I thank you for the scripture that you gave me um, in First Peter where it talks about that we're going to go through different things because um, you want to give us genuine. It says you rejoice in this, though now for a short time you have had to struggle in various trials so that the genuineness of your faith more valuable than gold, which perishes through refined by fire, may result in the praise and glory and honor and the revelation of Jesus Christ. And, God, we so thank you for that today because once you've given that to me, it says the praise and the glory and honor, and we say that all the time, but that's the result, genuine faith, and it may result in praise, glory, and honor. So today, God, we give you praise honor, and glory this morning, Lord God. We thank you for just getting us up this morning, Lord God. This day that we've never seen before, we give it to you. We offer it to you on a platter, Lord God, that you would get in the midst of our day. Thank you, Jesus, that you would get in our morning. Thank you, God, that you would get in the middle of our day, that you would get in, in involved in our entire day, Lord God, that you would take us to places that we've never seen before, that you would draw us to you, Lord God, and we draw ourselves nigh to you, Lord God. God, that we don't want to be separate from you that this entire day, that we be so connected and knitted to you in everything that we do, Lord God. We thank you for your word that says living water, that we would never be thirsty again. And so today, I come to you today, Lord God, even with some of my things that I said to you coming back, that there's this longing and there's a desire inside of Lord God, that there's still this place that needs more of you. And, Lord God, so I say more of you and less of myself, Lord God, that you would fill me up. Fill me up, Lord God, and run me over, Lord God, and give me the word that I need, Lord God. So speak to me in those precious hours, Lord God, where I'm slumbering. And, God, speak to me and speak to those places that are broken, God, and those questions that I have about my house and myself, Lord God, that you would answer and that you would be such a very present help in the time of trouble, Lord God. We thank you that you're our refuge, Lord God, in our strong tower. Lord God, even as I look at that in my mind, it's a big, big place with big bricks, Lord God, and and a place where we can just hide, Lord God. Let us be in that place, Lord God. You be our strong tower, Lord God, in the midst of everything that we have going on. Today, Lord God, we talked about the Samaritan woman, Lord God, and how she went out there to get water, Lord God, but you met her. And you just said, give me a drink, Lord God. And and I believe that sometimes you just want to talk to us, Lord God, and you are sitting right there. And God, my soul repents because Lord God, we need to know you, Lord God, and I I never want to miss you, Lord God. I never want to not know who you are, and I never want to miss the moment where you're speaking to me, God, that I get in such relationship that when you just say, give me a drink and come by and speak to me and talk to me, that I am there. Lord God, I thank you, Lord God, that even today in our busyness of life that we put things down, and Lord God, these idols that we have, Lord God, that we 
bring them before you, Lord God, and that we bring them before you, Lord Jesus. Help us to know what is important in these days, Lord God, that everything that is not um, that is in front of us is not completely for us. And so, God, I ask you to help us to rip down these idols, Lord God, these things that we think is so utterly important that we get in front of you today, God, that we don't miss your presence, Lord God, that we don't miss your conversation, that we don't miss an opportunity, Lord God, for you to heal us, Lord God. God, that you're continually speaking to us over and over again, Lord God, and chasing us, Lord God, because you chasing those who you love. And so, God, today we come before you today always with a repentant heart, Lord God, coming before you asking and saying, God, that you would give us that metanoia, Lord God, that you would change us, Lord God, that you would transform us into who you desire us to be, God, that there's destiny in front of us, Lord God, that we would not wimp out, that we would go and boldly do what it is that you called us to do, Lord God, that many of us, have things in front of us, Lord God. Many of us that we and we can admit it, Lord God, that there sometimes it's fear. And I'm not sure if it's paralyzing fear, but sometimes there's fear of criticism and fear of is this going to work out and fear of these things, Lord God, but you've called great things in all of us. Lord God, and we can be great parents in our community, Lord God, and we can be great activists, Lord God, because there's things and and um um, misappropriations in our um, community, Lord God, that are going on, that you need help, Lord God, and there's a voice that needs to be heard. And, Lord God, it's a Christ voice. And so wherever you called us in those places, Lord God, that we would stand up and that we would go and that we would not shrink back and not back down, Lord God, and that great is our faithfulness that you would meet us there in every step you're there, Lord God. I love how you said yesterday that your word is the lamp upon our feet, God, and that it would direct our paths, Lord God, so every place that we walk, even when it's unsure ground and even if it's um, a place that we've never been, that your word is there, and so that we would be so obedient to get the word in us, Lord God, and so that it would direct us, Lord God, in every place that we go, in every path that we have to walk, Lord God, that we just so give you praise this morning, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, and we lift you up, Lord God. We give our families to you today, salvation, be the presence of our conversations, Lord God, that we be examples, Lord God, that we just talk to them. And just as a Samaritan woman, you didn't have any judgment. You didn't get into all this stuff about the stuff that you did and all this stuff, that we just be examples and we love on them and we just tell them how you've changed our lives and they can basically see that we're not the same people. And, Lord God, that we just love on them, Lord God, as you loved on us, Lord God. And so we just want to thank you for this word today, Lord. Help us divide the word, Lord God, and help us to keep these Bibles in our hands, Lord God, day after day when we're sitting in the car, Lord God, and and, and let us be able to just chew on what it is that we need to chew on, Lord God. And when there's that idle time that we get that word, Lord God, and, and we chew on it, Lord God, and so that we can become mighty warriors in you. Lord God, the enemy is so cunning and so divisive and so sneaky, Lord God, and so we need the word. We put on our full armor today to come against him, Lord God, with every device and every plan that he has today. God, I ask you, Lord God, to keep this prayer line covered. We so thank you for it, Lord God. We thank you for what you're doing in your people, Lord God. We ask you to bless their homes, bless their houses, God. Always 
bless their covers, Lord God. Be the Jehovah Jireh, Lord God, that provides, Lord God. Be the Jehovah Rapha, Lord God, that heals the Nisi, God. Be our banner, Lord God, our protection. Lord God, keep us and cover us, Lord God, and, and cultivate us and, and uh, carry us into many places, Lord God, this day. Lord God, we just ask you, Lord God, to just keep us, Lord God. Send our angels out, Lord God. Keep our minds on you. God, give us a fresh anointing, God, fresh perspective, Lord God, fresh outlook on all that it is that you have going on in our lives, Lord God. That some of us are so stuck, Lord God, and, and keep on going in the same direction, Lord God, but that we ask you today that you would speak to your people, Lord God, and you've probably been saying it over and over again, but that they would be hearers of your word, Lord God, and that when you speak to them that they would move in such a way and say, God, you've been talking to me, you've been prompting me again and again about this thing and that I need to move in it. And and I keep on staying in the same place, Lord God, and there's new things that you have for me and that you don't want me to stay stuck, Lord God, in this place. And I know it's uncomfortable and I know it's new and I haven't been there before and I'm not sure how this is going to work because I have all these old things and and all these old people, and we used to all do these old things, but I know that you have something new for me. And so, God, we ask you today to just bless them in the transition from old to new, Lord God. The transition from old to new. And, Lord God, that when they look back over their life, they would see that you've done great things, that you keep on talking to them, Lord God, that you keep on moving, Lord God, and there's great things in all of us, Lord God. Help us to just be able to walk in our uniqueness, Lord Jesus, that we discover that there's a uniqueness about us, Lord God, that there's a peculiar thing about us, Lord God, and that we can walk in that. We can walk in our calling. Lord God, we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to stand back, Lord God, that we can just go and move forward. Lord God, we thank you for this word. Lord God, we thank you for the word. Lord God, we ask you to let us put the word in our hearts so that we may not sin against thee, Lord God. What's the acronym, the acrostic that you gave me? It's um, satisfied, status. Oh, I don't remember what sin stands for, but I remember. I, I remember this acrostic that you gave us about sin. It's something that um, that is that still needs to be filled, Lord God. And so help us to identify that today, that longing that we have, whatever that sin is that we keep putting in front of you. That help us, Lord God, to tear down those walls, tear down those things and so that we can get closer to you, Lord God. So we thank you for this prayer today, Lord God. We ask you, Lord God, with everything, that we would put some praise on it, Lord God, that you would honor it, that it wouldn't fall to um, shallow ground, Lord God, that it would cultivate, Lord God. Even this week is harvest. And even you spoke to me this week about the harvest moon and how um, this week there's the moon and it's going to stay a, a certain amount of time because the farmers, um, would still have that light from the moon to be able to grow. Help us, thank you, Jesus, this week when that transition comes, Lord God, that whatever you're doing in this season, that you need us to stay up and light for a certain amount of time. I don't know what that is, but I believe spiritually that you're telling me about something that we need to do during the nighttime, that we still have this light before the season changes and we start to lose the light, Lord God, that there's this time that, you're calling us to do certain things, Lord God, that we sow seeds. That was my whole t- conversation as we went over to Ohio and can and can see farmland that we sow and that we sow and that we sow seeds, and not just seeds of financial seeds. They could be seeds of just 
sowing into who you are, sowing into just reading, and I'm sowing the seed, sowing a seed into somebody else, and I'm going to sow a seed, sowing a seed into an idea that you have for your business, and you sow seed, sowing the seed into doing the work that needs to be done because you haven't done. Just sow those seeds, and then we look for the harvest later, and that it would be in good ground, not the thorny ground. And I, uh, I don't remember what the other ground is, but there's just the three grounds, but that we sow it in great, great ground, Lord God, so that that seed would come up later and come forth. And we would remember and say that I sowed that seed and that, Lord, you did this great thing with it. And then I kept putting my hands to it. And I, and I added it with prayer because I put you first, God, that I'm asking you that this thing that I'm sowing seeds, that are you in it, Lord Jesus, and that you would help me, Lord God, that this mind that being Christ being you, and that there's, um, that I have the strength in Christ to be I'm, I don't know all the directives with it, Lord God, but I'm so trusting you that when I put my hands to it and I sow this seed, that you would be with me, Lord God. And so today as we sow during this season of autumn, as it changed to autumn yesterday, and that we're in this season where the equinox is changing and there's moon and harvest and all of these different things, that you would speak to us in such a magnanimous way, Lord God, that you would speak to us in such a way that you would help us to harvest some things in our lives that have been stagnant, that have not grown, that have been sitting there, and that we've just been waiting on it. And we keep saying, Lord, we're waiting on you, and you're saying, and I'm waiting on you, and so that we would just keep on going and growing in you, God. And so we thank you for this word today. We thank you for this word today. God, thank you for all that you're doing in us today, Lord God. Thank you for the anointing that just rests upon all of us, Lord God. Help us to grow in you, God, the more. Help us to just walk and talk in you the more. We thank you for all these things. Thank you for this prayer today. We walk in gratitude as we get ready to go into that season. And as we talked about the other night, we're so grateful for all the things that you do for us, Lord God, just giving us an opportunity to get up and open up our mouths and give you praise is uh, more than we even deserve. And so, God, we want to say thank you today. We honor you and we praise you and we so love you. We thank you this morning, Lord God, for your steadfast love, Lord God. May all your words that we read stay and fall and become rich in our lives, Lord God, so that we can use them, Lord God, when we need them. We so thank you for time today in covenant relationship with you, you meeting us in this prayer, and we honor you, we praise you, and we worship you. Let us continue to worship you in spirit and truth. In Jesus' precious name, before I go, Lord God, we pray as we meet tomorrow in our different places of church, Lord God, that you would stir up a word in our leaders that would change our lives like never before. So we pray for our leaders, Lord God, that you would give them a divine word so that we can hear it, that we prepare for it, even right now that our spirit is ready for you and to meet you in our places. Lord God, we so thank you for that, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. We thank you so much for joining us this morning for Simply Pray. If you are with us on Monday, um, I was going to say Monday morning. You are not with me on Monday morning. <laughs> Monday evening. This week is our last week of Steadfast Love by Lauren Campbell, a seven-week session of Bible study that we've been doing online. It has been such a blessing to go through a book and get in the Word and just start to tear scriptures apart. And there's something that happens where you're like you're changing inside because you're like, 
God, you had this to say about this, and you had this to say about this, and I'm always sharing these experiences that I'm learning out of a Bible study. And so we are so blessed. Last week was our week about gratitude, and this week is our last week where we close out the Bible study. We're going to take a break for about two weeks, and then we pick back up with our new Bible study that says Don't Quit, and that's by Nicole uh, Cozy. I'm going to pronounce her name wrong. I'm going to get her name. It's Cozy R-Z but I have one copy that I am giving away free. And um, if you did not get your book, it's at lifeway.com, uh, or you can get it on Amazon, of course, but I'm giving away a book. So I will announce that very shortly so one person doesn't have to buy a book. But we'll be back online again on Monday night. We're going to take a break, and then we'll give you the date, pick back up, and then we'll do our Bible study, and we'll have an amazing time. I'm looking forward to Don't Quit uh, because I believe it's going to be a game changer and what God has to say. Uh, to us, and we're just going to keep Bible studying it and walking through the Bible, and I believe in, in one year from when we started this Bible study that we can look back and say our life has been totally transformed in the way that we think and do, and I know that we'll walk through some things because even as we're going through Psalms 107, we'll never re- forget the distresses that the people had and how God, um, it says, never forget to thank God for his um, steadfast love. We'll never And so we'll walk through Bible studies, and when we face some things, we can get on our text messages on the phone, and we'll have these girls that we walk through Bible study with, and they'll say, remember, we went to the Bible study, and remember God's word says this, and we'll be better prepared. We don't have to um, feel alone in the situation. Amen. So we can go, (laughs) because I can still go. Um, but we'll be back next week, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I am going to be on live. I'm committing it next week. I love doing live last week. But what it does is at 7 o'clock in the morning, it forces you to get up and get yourself together. And when I'm on the phone, I can just talk on the phone. And so as you saw last week, I wanted to give my husband time to sleep. So I did that live in the bathroom. <laughs> Amen. We'll do whatever we have to do. Um, to make sure that the prayer call gets done. But we'll be back next week, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we'll be on live in our conference line. So don't leave the conference line if you don't want to get on live. But it's in the prayer group, Simply Pray e-group on Facebook. So I want to say have an awesome day. As we always say, be fit and be blessed in God. Amen.